Hey everybody and welcome back to the Off the Key Podcast. I'm your host Mac and today I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, Garrett. You know what I'm feeling. Wait, you don't feel nothing. And James. What's up? And today we are talking about the surprise new studio album from Drake, Honestly Nevermind. Sometimes surprises are not good. It's something you never asked for and you should have never gotten. Here we are. My life is worse <laughs> off after hearing this. Um, like, I'm just going to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off now. This was garbage, and it was a waste of time. <laughs> I can't even argue with you. This album is the worst house output I've ever heard, and I've heard Swedish House Mafia. So props to Drake for just taking house to new lows. You know, maybe that's what we don't get. Maybe we don't get exactly how bad this album is. We don't get how bad, like how low exactly he took house. We don't. We, we can't. We can't so, fathom the the deepness of the. So we, Drake is t- playing 4D chess here. He really He's like, see, you guys, you guys don't just don't get it. It's cool if you don't get it. It's actually worse than you think it is. He's like, man, holy shit! It got a two. That's not bad. Damn, I was aiming for a one, bro. The thing about Drake that I don't get is that if he's if he's truly phoning it in, like it sounds like he is, and he's really just kind of giving the bare minimum, why does he care so much about... I mean, there's plenty of artists I could go on and on and on that put no effort, give something that's very commercialized, they get a lot of help on it, it's like bad, that you can tell, obviously, that it's phoned in. They put the work in, and then they just step away, and they're like, all right, it's out there. I'm making my money. Rick Ross, in particular, he'll make something like he knows is bad, and he's like, I don't care. I made money, and just like leave. But Drake is just so just particular. He's like, oh, man, you don't get it yet. You don't do this. I'm like, why are you, you know, if you are, if you care about how people think, fix it. Do something about it. Like, it's, I don't, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. It's because Drake, he is very passionate about his image more than anything he cares more about his image than his art well at this point like drake is a brand the music is at this point is taking a back seat the music is just it's just there at this point now that being said i understand why drake is big i understand why he's popular he's kind of relatable you know he's kind of got that insecure like he's soft man he has got big will smith why he not want me, man? He's got that bit. He's got that kind of energy. He's got like kick puppy energy. Like, I just think Drake believes he's too big to fail at this point, and you know the numbers reflect that. I actually, I think every song on this album debuted in the Hot 100. Well, of course, because it's Drake. He's broken multiple sales records. He's quite literally one of the best-selling music artists ever, with over 170 million records sold. And he is ranked as the highest certified digital singles artist in the U.S. by the RAAA. On top of that, he has the most continuous time on the Billboard Hot 100 at 431 weeks. That's like eight and a half years on the Hot 100. And you can't deny that he was good at one point. I mean, yeah. man, his like biggest three, I'd say that. Yeah, like his mid-2010 stuff, you know, like, take care. If you're reading this, it's too late. Nothing was the same. These are all pretty good albums. I mean, those are, they're like, there's sevens and eights in there. I mean, they're, they're not bad. It's just, since Views, but especially his last two, Certified Lover Boy and this one, are beyond bad. Yeah, I like, thought CLB was the worst Drake album until now. 
I mean, even like the biggest bands that just make it real poppy and phone it in, like your modern Coldplay's and your Maroon 5's and all that, like, I would rather listen to their worst album 10 times out of 10 than listen to this. It's unfortunate, too. House is such a cool and interesting genre. If there is one positive thing I can say about this album is that at least it has created some interest in house music. Certain artists have been able to bring that to miraculous heights, like Daft Punk. But I think Drake actually brings it to new lows. Now, if you don't know what house is, let me tell you. So house music, is, as a genre, was actually a successor to disco that came around in the late 1970s. And it was created by DJs from Chicago's underground club culture. So DJs at that time actually began altering disco songs and giving them more of a mechanical beat. Now, the genre itself is characterized by what's called a four-on-the-floor beat. And what that means is a 4-4 beat where the bass is hit on every beat. Also, oftentimes, House will use offbeat like snare drums or claps or other high-pitched percussion that will hit on the two and four beats. Very common beat. It's been used since the beginning of time, basically. It was very often used in disco as well. Think I'm Staying Alive, Bee Gees. That is a quintessential four-on-the-floor beat. The genre itself is highly influential today. It's widely used in many genres and eras and periods i mean you know bjork's Mm -hmm. debut i wouldn't call that a full house album but it is heavily influenced by house now house music also often features like sampled or sung or even spoken vocals with repetitive phrases or minimal lyrics to kind of give it a little bit of an atmosphere or a mood but that isn't always the case drake attempts to recreate that here but he fails miserably The problem with a lot of house tracks on this album is they lack a lot of depth, a lot of layers. They're very basic. They're very simple. I mean, there's a couple of good moments here, a couple of good beats, but they just don't really have a lot of personality. They're okay, but outside of this being a Drake project, I would never seek out these house beats. Very run-of-the-mill. They're like some fried chicken with no seasoning, man. This is, I mean, some of them are straight up Guys going to YouTube and like, check out my beats, bro. They're that level yeah, of bad. Yeah, no, literally like baby's first day on FL Studio type house beat. Yeah, it's like extraordinarily lazy. And they they sound so it's, cheap. It's ridiculous to me picturing a professional musician, professional producer, sound engineer, all sitting in a recording studio after they've done the track, they've laid the track down, they've come back into the room you know, the boardroom, and they're listening back to the track, and they said, all right, cool, that's enough. Sounds good. Drop it. (laughs) You know, Drake is like, oh, yeah, I work with this guy and then this guy, and and everyone that was initially promoting it was talking about, like, the guys he had, like, working on it, like the producers and stuff like that, and I'm just, bro, for safety's sake, y'all need to keep keep it in the liner notes, man. Like, you do not want to shout these guys out. They did (laughs) terrible. They do not. It's just like if I come out with a new album, it's like, oh, man, you know, look who just came on the album. You know, it's six nine, and you know, the uh, Kodak Black. Yeah, and like the corpse of Michael Jackson that uh, held the mic up. He didn't say nothing. It's just like, why would you shout these people out? They did awful. Let me be clear. Drake has needed a stylistic change up for years now. 
He's been phoning it in. Since like 2015. Since like, yeah, since like 2015, 2016. And he kind of attempted that with more life, but it, it, was, it was okay. It was a mixed bag. Honestly, I think this project is undercooked. I think if they actually took the time and put more effort into it, I mean, this literally came out eight months after Certified Lover Boy. You can tell, like, a lot of these beats, a lot of this album is just undercooked. It's unfinished, and it sounds so cheaply produced. It's embarrassing. I, I don't even know where to begin. Let's start with the intro. <laughs> it's, it's an intro. There's a nice little saxophone point. That's part. Honest, it's honestly like the, one of the best parts of the album to me. <laughs> like I, I enjoy the saxophone. Like that's that's really cool. Like it sets up a good mood, a nice vibe, and I'm like, oh, it's all right. And then immediately, bam, immediately dumpsters it. Yeah, like bam, it's this really jarring entrance of falling back. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we're, we're gonna start off with a real banger, like easily the worst vocal performance on the track, like the worst yeah. vocals that as, Drake has ever put out. Plus, as a tr- transition from the intro, it just completely punches you in the face. It's not, it's not seamless. Yeah. Like most intros are, like all the intros that we've talked about, we've kind of glossed over. One thing I want to note is that they have been fairly seamless. They've been paired well with their that the legitimate first song on the album, and they have flowed. This one does not do that. Now, I don't know where, where to put blame on that. Do you put that on the intro itself or more of the song? But I'm going to give it to the song falling back because that song is just bad. I mean, I would blame the producer. There were literally like nine or ten producers on this album. Yeah, All of, of them should be yeah. drug, ball, horse, and carriage <laughs> Yeah, through the, the streets um, of Toronto. Well, there wasn't really a core, like, executive producer but uh, I'll, I'll name off some of the names you know you got gordo uh, black coffee 40 neon take keith vinyls like a lot of a lot of different producers there's actually over 10 on this album and it blows my mind that there were over 10 producers for this and it sounds as bad the beat isn't i mean it's not good but it's not Fall- all that offensive i mean falling back would be a decent house track if you just took drake out of it the different styles and like the effects that they are putting on his voice and like that kind of like spoken word like real high pitch it is grating it's terrible yeah. it's bad it i immediately skipped I, honestly i haven't even listened to this song all the way through there might be <laughs> he could reveal the facts of the universe the core he could have revealed god in this song i could not even make it through that is rare even with skips i'll usually listen to them once or twice to like develop an idea of like, how can I break this down? How bad are they? What do I think? I mean, I didn't even care. I was like, that is bad. It's like someone rubbing cheese graters together. He, and he's not even really singing. He's kind of doing this talking in auto tune. His falsetto is so bad on this. Like it's un, it is great. Unbearable. Easily one of the worst falsettos I've ever heard. That's why he's using auto tune because he can't, otherwise he can't do it. And, and the lyrics are just run of the mill. Drake lyrics, you know, Drake always is always out here talking about his insecurities and whatever female fixture he has. It's at like, the bro, we get it. You're a cook. Like, move on to another subject matter. Like, it's always the same thing. It's, I mean, before it came off as it was authentic, it was like, man, there's a lot of just emotional, you know, some heartbreak tracks. Some the girl left me. He's like, you know, I did my all and why this relationship failed. There's some good stuff, but here it is just a fake. Even in the title, it's like, honestly, never mind. That is something that you'd expect someone, a petty, drama-filled person to say. You know, when they're, yep. when they're telling you about something, they're going to tell you something, they're like, you know what, honestly, 
never mind. That's someone that cannot communicate. That is someone that is very petty and up their own ass. That is what someone says. Exactly. It's embarrassing. That's all I have to say. You know, moving on into Texco Green. I actually think this is a decent house beat, but Drake just sounds so fucking lazy and disinterested in what he's saying. I don't even think he believes what he's saying on his own. He albums. doesn't. The lyrics are just run-of-the-mill, auto-crooning Drake crap about leaving a toxic relationship. Like, that's it. That is... You can you could put that on any Drake song. This is the verbal equivalent of seeing someone that is always posting on their social media about how they're going to cut the toxicity out of their life, how they're tired of drama, on and on and on, always posting about it, and you just realize that they are... They are their own problem. They, yeah, they're on their own They're problem. the drama. Yeah. And they're... They're too full of themselves to fucking realize it. Yes, that is Drake at this point. This is what, we're, this is what we've gotten to. On, on top of that, this song goes on so fucking long. It goes on way too long. So, so like house albums and house songs in general, they're lengthy. They're usually anywhere from 5 to 10 to even 15 minutes. But house is about establishing a mood, establishing an atmosphere, and taking you to really interesting places. This does none of that. Or on the opposite, on the opposite end, there are short tracks that give you a groove and a riff that just goes on and on and on. And right when you are going to get tired of it, right when you've had your feel, it ends like discovery by Daft Punk does that where all the songs are very, very concise. They just drill the point across and then they end before you get too before you get too tired. And this is like, keeps going on. Like, look at the groove I'm building. I'm like, you're not, you're not giving me anything. And, and see, <laughs> that's the thing that kills me is house music is all about the groove. It's all about the danceability and I'm not invested in anything going on here. I just want it to end. I just want it to end. This is the type of music that gets played in the club and everybody starts pulling out their phone. They start pulling out their phone, just kind of standing there. Just standing around. They go to the talk, bar, get a drink. Yeah, talking to people. They go lean up against the wall. There's there's no energy, no no authenticity. As, as we've actually seen in the video of, of Drake you know, in the club, <laughs> yeah. just drinking and he's like, oh, you know, he's trying to hype his music up. There are actually people raising their voices to try to talk over the music. And it's like the whole entire club. Like, you can, you like, chilled out the club, and now everyone's kind of talking and being social instead of listening to the song and dancing at a, like, a dance-type club. I mean, you obviously hear the DJ and the song playing, and everyone's standing up, and this spot in the club is not a social atmosphere, and they're literally raising their voices over the song to try to talk over it. I mean, mm-hmm. he literally posted a, a nail in the coffin on his own, like, in on his own, own fucking Twitter page, yeah. trying to defend his album. Yeah, I mean, it's like, man, like, oh, keep up, bro. How stupid, dude. Just, just stop, man. The audacity of Drake to say that we can't catch up with these cheaply produced, lazy, undercooked house beats. Oh. Unbelievable. The audacity. Only someone who whose head is so far up their own ass, the lump in their throat is their nose, can fucking do that shit. <laughs> Honestly, at this point. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, it's so offensive. I, th- I think I'm just preying on his downfall at this point. Like, I'll straight up say it. If, if, if like, a stand comes out, he's like, are you a Drake hater? I'll say at this point, honestly, yeah. Like, you deserve, it. you deserve to get hated for this kind of just bad garbage. See, the thing, the thing is, originally, I was going to skip this album. I was the one who picked this album. And you want to know why I picked this album? I gave it one chance. You know, I listened to Certified Lover Boy, and I'm like, man, this is the lowest Drake has ever been. And I was like, man, he can't get any lower. There's no way. He's got to change it up somehow. And he did change it up. Drake has reached a new low here. Rock bottom. I do not see 
how Drake can get any lower than this. Although I will say that he has drummed up interest in me listening to whatever next project he puts out because I'm like yeah. sickeningly, morbidly curious if it's worse than but this. That's, but that's how, <laughs> same that's how they get you. People keep coming back to his music. It's the same thing with Kanye. I love Kanye, but people have been checking back and checking back and checking back just to see if it's good for years to hope that maybe Drake will bring it back. I don't think he's going to bring it back. I think he is complacent. I think he's fine. And I think he does not care about his music career at this point. And on top of that, on top of all of this, trying to defend this album, Drake has been vehemently defending this album since the release two weeks ago. And he's just been defending it with his life. We get currents. Bro. This this is a fucking joke. This is the worst beat I've ever heard. Not on YouTube. This is the worst beat I've ever heard on a song put out by an actual like label and actual record company. This is the actual this is the this is the worst beat I've ever heard. Like we're we're joking around here, you know, we're we're kind of like ribbing him pretty hard, but this is a fucking joke. Who greenlit using a bed squeaking sample as the main melody of a song? Ten fucking producers. Over 10 producers. It all went through them. The amount of hands this probably passed through, and everyone was just like, yeah, that's that's not going to be made fun of for the rest of time or anything. At the very least, I can say, at the very least, this song made me laugh. Is this supposed to be a joke? But then it's like, the lyrics aren't funny. The tone isn't funny. The rest of the album isn't funny. I've been very dismissive of stuff, but hardly ever do I just get like, this is so bad. It's actually like infuriating. Yeah. What? That's why it's, I wanted to talk about it. That's exactly how I feel. I'm just like, how is it that there are professional musicians, professional producers that make an ass ton of money and get all this fucking attention? And this is the shit that they put out. Drake people. is one of the biggest fucking artists in the world. He has literally infinite resources. And he put out this fucking garbage ass SoundCloud house mixtape demo level album it would make sense if the beats were good because i mean most of the time when an album is bad in rap the beats are somewhat decent it's just the actual artist performance is bad there are times and i think current specifically where the instrumentals are actually fighting and winning to being worse than drake as far as like big mainstream projects this is an embarrassment ovo and all them they're letting you down so I've said my piece on this album, but the next album brings up a point that has just kind of like... Next track. Yeah, Cascade, A Keeper. Have you noticed that ever since the on-the-scene explosion of like, ever since Trap has gotten bigger and you have people like Migos getting popular? And what are they popular for? People love those... Um, the triplet flows. Yeah, and, and, the, and the ad-libs. It's like, yeah. water, splash. And then it became little effects. This song is the the final bastardization. This is the late stage capitalism of ad libs where just <laughs> where they're just the mouth sounds and the and the mouth sounds and all these unnecessary just ear wrenching effects that are being used throughout the song as ad libs. Like what was it like the like the teeth sucking or the teeth sounds? Yeah. 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 Dude that I could e, not stand it. E freaking egregious dude. Like the Please absolute that the that is the epitome, you know think this is the dark timeline evolution of that, and is it is <laughs> oof, it is rough, dude. But Drake is putting out the worst bars I've heard this year, without question. I have named a new segment for when we talk about bad rap projects. It's called Struggle Bar of the Week. 
Would you guys like to hear the yeah, struggle bar? I, I would. <laughs> Please. <laughs> From a keeper, forced into submission, got you Mercedes Benz. <laughs> but that don't make you driven. <laughs> I, I remember you sending that in the chat. Dude, I just... That might be one of the worst lines that Drake has ever made. That is not funny. It's not clever. I took a massive dump on Tyler Joseph in our 21 Pilots episode that's coming up. This is embarrassing. This is worse than that. I will say that for the rest of the album, at least his performance-wise, it does get a little better. Like The lows are... Very, and that's the thing about this album, is the lows are very early on. The, the lows punch you in the face right i mean the three worst songs are like right there in the top four and it just you hit you're like a subaru hitting a brick wall at 70 miles per hour they are right there they're bad and it's just like one after the other and they start getting just worse and worse it's it's just just grating man i keep saying that but it's true listening to this album through was just it was torture and honestly a lot of these house beats are really just inoffensive and forgettable but drake just makes them so worse. It's the implication that this has. I feel like Drake just believes he can put out whatever and people will buy it. Okay. If you enjoyed this album, that's awesome. I'm glad that you found something to enjoy out of it. There are a lot of people who are enjoying this album and saying, wow, this is great and fun, and that's great. I'm glad that you were able to find value in this because I did not. Goodness gracious. But yeah, moving on. Calling My Name. Mm. This is the most forgettable track on a completely forgettable album. The only thing I remember about this song is, Your pussy is calling my name. See, I think... Now the now the beat is... The, beat, the beat's forgettable and garbage, but I think that the chorus is actually not bad in that interlude in like the second half of that track with the lyrics that you just named just dumpsters the song like it's embarrassing because like, like the first part you know i'm waiting until you come i'm trying to make you it's kind of corny but it, it's not it's not a bad necessarily a bad chorus and if they kind of built off that it could be a decent song but then yeah that that second half of that song hits and just craters it honestly the the beat here is decent it's not bad if you just played that for me with like the the sampling and the phrasing and maybe not the last bit, it'd be fine. It'd be good like background music at a club or something. But it's more of this lazy, disinterested, I don't care what I put out delivery that I just, I can't get past. <laughs> Even the positive thing you said about it is bad. Yeah. If the best thing you can say about it is it's decent background music, I'm sorry, man. You have fucking failed miserably. And then we go into Sticky which was, I believe, released as a single. It was one of the only singles for the album. You know, the beat is pretty good on this, but the cadence on this one in particular, it just, it sounds like he's phoning it in. It sounds like he woke up at 11.30, came to the studio in his Ovo sweatpants and Young Money hoodie, and he was like, all right, I'm gonna lay this down. I got lunch in like 45 minutes. And they were like, all right, how's that sound? And the producers were like, this sounds like garbage. And Drake's like, oh, well, I hope it sounds good. I got lunch in a few minutes. So they're just like, yeah, okay, Drake, we'll keep it. And he's like, all right, cool. And he just leaves. That is exactly how I picture the process for making this album. I wish I could express more, but these lyrics, there is nothing to dissect here. There is nothing to really look at. I mean, there's a couple of good lines here, but it's all just about these girls his feelings towards relationships and like toxic relationships and, and different aspects of being with a woman or being in a relationship. And it's, it's all, it's all the same 
crap. It's not diverse. There's nothing really interesting about it. Now, here's what you could say. You could say, you know, Drake is trying to do the the house music thing, you know, with vocals. Like oftentimes in house music, there's limited vocals. There's very like repetitive phrases or there's like a sample that, you know, repeats a word over and over, but it doesn't work. He's just talking over these beats. And it's all auto-tune. And it's all just talking auto-tune. You know, I don't have a problem with auto-tune. I think auto-tune can be cool and fun and interesting, but like... Yeah, it can, but when used this way, it's it's just ridiculous. It's, it's lazy. Yeah, it's example, fake. Example, it's fake. T-Pain, Daft Punk, all use auto-tune very well in their own, in their own niche, in their own regard, but... He's not giving anything repetitive. He's not getting anything to latch on to. His lyrics are boring. He's just going in and out. He's not really maintaining any sort of very, very loose structure, if that. And he's just meandering, and it's not good. Yeah, it's just like this crappy stream of consciousness apathy that I, man, I just, I can't take this album seriously. But anyway, moving on to the next uh, stinker on this album, Massive. More like Massive Dump. Dude, seriously, the, the backing track is so annoying on this song. That single repeated synth note bouncing off of that like vocal sample mis- mixed with that fucking piano lead that sounds straight out of an early 2000s house song. This sounds so cheaply produced. I could have made this in my bedroom in like 30 minutes. Like I said earlier, baby's first house track in FL Studio. And it's so freaking long. It is five and a half minutes long. It, it's, it's massive, all right. A massive what? We'll let you decide, but my lord, it did not need to be that long. There there have actually been better beats made in bedrooms. Look at Billie Eilish's debut album. Yeah. Made, literally made in a bedroom. Mad villainy. By this dude, her brother and his fucking laptop. He did a better job than fucking Drake with a professional studio and fucking 10 producers. There's no fucking excuse for this. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. The reason, you know, normally I would skip over this stuff. I, the reason I am so outraged about this album is because of how fucking lazy it is and how big it is. This album was a hit. He's just slapping everyone in the face. This is one giant lazy slap in the face. This is Drake saying, you guys will buy whatever I put out. I could fart on the mic for 40 minutes and you will buy it. I think this is different from like another bad album, like the Harlow album, because it had like, it came and it kind of went. People were like, oh, it's bad. Yeah. This one is like Harlow at least put a little bit of like he, effort, he tried yeah. effort into he tried. it. <laughs> yeah. It's just eh, it was not good. Let's move on. And man, it hasn't been this apparent that someone just wasn't giving a crap in like a long time. Seriously. Yeah, moving on. Flight's booked. This is one of the only likable tracks on the album, in my opinion. It's passable. It's got that nice like summary vibe. I do like the backing track a lot. It's very atmospheric. This is one of the only songs on the entire album where Drake has any energy. I think that half a Zan he took in um, Sicko <laughs> Mode, I think it finally wore off here. So, yeah, this flight, he didn't take that Zan on, yeah, apparently. Yeah, he didn't yeah. He didn't take the half a Zan on this flight. Um, it's passable, and the beat isn't terrible. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, like, summer bop. I've been shitting on this album for 30 minutes now, but this is one of the only bright spots. And it's not even, like, a great bright spot. It's just a solid summer track. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know what else we can say. This album is so surface level that it's not even worth deeply analyzing. There's nothing to deeply analyze. And That's this, the and point. Flight's Book is the only one that I can actually remember. The next two tracks, man, I, I about can't even remember how they go. <laughs> Dude, Overdrive, it's, it's just another low effort, low energy, auto-crooned, 
musing about his lover and not giving up on their divine love. Like, these beats just go from forgettable to straight up bad. Yeah, no, we, you know, we gave Kendrick Lamar a lot of shit. We did. I still like the album, but we, we complained about the instrumentals. Those are leagues better than anything on this album. See, the Kendrick problem was it was just the, the vocal performances were really good and on par, and just the instrumentals did not bring that like they did with T-Pab or, you know, or his other or, or classics. Or Good Key, Madden City. Yeah, know, like, they just weren't on that level, whereas, Bo, whereas Kendrick has like... There's, there's two sides to hip-hop. It's really the, the instrumentals and there's the, the rap. And Kendrick had this standard where both facets would be going out 100 bar for bar, neck and neck. The race is just like right there. Mr. Morale didn't have that. Kendrick was leading the race far and away. But this is like the opposite. Drake and his beats are actually going in reverse and they're really just kind of racing to see who's going to go off the cliff first. Because, I mean, they're just both just, just bad. Downhill is basically the same. Yeah. I, don't, I honestly, I never do this on the show. I don't even remember the song. It was that forgettable. I mean, I don't either. Yep. <laughs> same here. So non-essential. So forgettable. Now, we'll be, bring up a big point that Drake stands like to bring up is that they try to claim that he's going back to his old style. You know, his old, like, take care stuff. He's talking about failed relationships and people leaving and all that stuff. And my rebuttal to that is he's going very surface level. He's not looking at it introspectively at all. He's not making any kind of metaphors or similes. He's just pretty, pretty much just saying various ways of just, girl, you left, you know, you did me wrong over and over again. And just with no change, he's just pretty much just saying that. There's various versions of that just over and over. I'm like, this is not old Drake. What kills me about this is Drake is a capable songwriter. We've seen it before. He's, he can be really witty. He can be really charismatic and cool and relatable. We get, you get none of that here. And drop clever lines. Even when he's rapping, I know a lot of people, I know his rap side of his career is a whole lot less concise and... Consistent. Yeah, and consistent and kind of universally loved like his side of the early part of his career is. When he brought that energy, he could have some creative lines. and I mean, there's still lines I remember. I remember. There are great Drake songs. There are Drake albums and Drake songs that I go back to to this day. Yeah. That's also what kills me about this is we know that Drake is capable of making great music. He just doesn't give a shit anymore. It's obvious. Like, okay, okay. Tie the binds. This is literally, besides Jimmy Cook, this is the only track I liked in the yes, album. Yes. Um, I really like the instrumentals of this song. The Spanish guitar flair is... It hits is, me right on the funny bone. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you guys should know at this point, I've always talked about how much I love Spanish guitar and anything, whether it be by itself or whether it be mixed, sprinkled into other genres. This was really well done. And I could, I could listen to this song again. The Spanish guitar is the only thing saving this song. That's really the only part of this song that I care about. If the Spanish guitar wasn't there, this would be another bland Bread is too spicy. Drake house track. Yeah, it's so obvious just how inauthentic and half-assed this is. A big part of Drake is he'd be like he would go through the process, where it's almost like he was looking back at what he's done before and kind of showed like almost kind of through experience how he's dealt with a breakup and like what he's doing in its place. Like I'm not really doing anything. I'm drinking more. Yeah, there's there's emotional depth. Yeah, it was like it's relatable, but now it's almost like he's just throwing it on there because you know he knows that's what sells. Yeah, that, that's what it feels like. It just feels like this generic product that he knows it sells, and so he just puts it out there, no matter 
no matter if it happens to him, it doesn't. Does it happen like every fucking day? Because like Jesus Christ, you're singing about it all the time. Drake is the Call of Duty of the rap game. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. He's the Call of Duty of the rap game. Puts out the same albums, low effort, reskins, repaints them, does it again in eight months. Like the the Call of Duty or the Madden NFL games, two K. It's just I'll, I'll say I'll say probably even more like a sports game, even more so because not only are they giving you the exact same product and not changing the formula, but in many respects, they're not listening to their outside sources and they're actively getting worse. I couldn't have said it better myself. But yeah, liability. Do I even need to explain myself? I don't know how many more times I can say this. It's just more bland, cookie-cutter crap. We get into Jimmy Cooks, and Jimmy Cooks is the only likable song here, and it just feels like a slap in the face. This is like they're a failed attempt to apologize for the fact this is not a rap album. Let me be clear. I do not mind that Drake is switching it up. I think he needs it. I like house music. I think it's a welcome change, but it, it does not work here. It does not work. And 21 outshines him on his own song. I think that 21 <laughs> yeah. Savage actually does pretty well. Surprisingly. Yeah, like he, he far outperforms him because he brings some energy, the flow, and he brings it. And just Drake throughout the whole album does not. The sample is cool. You know, that little violin sample on the beat mm-hmm. and like the beat switch is cool. And, and 21 brings a pretty, pretty solid verse. Yeah. And, and honestly, like it, it's also soured by the fact that it just kind of feels like another knife talk. So knife talk was on certified lover boy. And that was another song with Drake and 21. And I think that song's better. It's the only song I saved from this album. Yeah. I mean, and it makes for just a, a slap in the face. It's like, it's like somebody baked you a turd cake and then put some whipped cream and a cherry on top. That's what Jimmy Cooks feels like. Man, I don't even know where to begin with this. I mean, overall, honestly, never mind is a failed stylistic changeup and undercooked mess that sees Drake at his absolute laziest. Drake's surface level auto-crooned lyrics alongside half-baked house beats makes for a bland, forgettable, and uninspired slog from start to finish. Let me make it clear. I've said this many times. I have no problem with Drake changing it up. I don't. But this attempt fell flat on its face. The whole time I was listening to this album, I was thinking to myself, I could be listening to so much better music. I could be giving my time to music that is actually worthwhile. And this is just an embarrassing attempt at house music. It seems to me at this point that Drake just believes he can't fail. And unfortunately, the numbers suggest that. And I often wonder how long it will be before Drake's fan base realizes he's been phoning it in for over five years. And, you know, Drake does have some great music, but this is easily one of the worst, if not the worst album he's ever put out. And don't be surprised if it ends up on my worst album of the year list. One out of 10. Quote me on it. Ladies and gentlemen, the first one on the Off the Key podcast. Man, for me, this is an embarrassment. It was a waste of time. I struggled to get through it. There was nothing interesting. It's all just superficial bullshit and revolting. Don't care for it at all. It's garbage. One out of ten. So, I pretty much have the same exact sentiments that you guys have. I think it's uninspired. It's dull. It's trash. His army of producers massively failed him and were paid too much. I mean, I honestly wouldn't even give them $10 for this. Hundreds of Massive thousands. is a $10 beat. Exactly. It's I mean, a, It's a $5 beat. I mean, I've seen better beats on TV ads for Toonami back in the, in the mid-2000s. I've seen better beats on that. I've seen better beats from 
SoundCloud rappers, I've seen better beats. That little pump put together. I have accidentally made better beats on Baby's Fisher-Price toys than some of the beats on this album. But I will say that because I did like Jimmy Cook's and because I did like Tie That Binds, I will not be able to give this an exact one because to me an, ex- uh, to me an exact one is something that is just so bad that no song, like every song, is either forgettable or a skip. And this one had... You know, it had Jimmy Cooks. I can't say that. I think I think it's a good song overall. I mean, it is stylistically different. So I don't know if I'm going to give this the pleasure of a two, but I'll go ahead and give it a one and a half because because 21 managed to make this not a 110% fail. I, you know, I like Jimmy Cooks too, but it just, like I said, it just feels like a slap in the face. And for that, man, I just have to, I just got to give it the one. Jimmy Cooks is the only song I like. That and the Spanish guitar and Tyler Bonds, that might give it like the extra like 0.5. Yeah, maybe even not even that. If I could just really just break it down, it'd be like a 1.2. You know, it's just, it's just not a one. Just by, by the hair of its chinny chin chin. But man, it's close. It's, it's the context. It's the, the fact that Drake failed this hard being the biggest, one of the biggest artists in the world with infinite resources. And then we didn't even mention Beyonce literally going out and making a house track too and blowing any song on here out of the water. I would listen to that 14 times and it would be a better experience than the entirety of Honestly Nevermind. Let's dial it back a bit. If you enjoyed this album, awesome. I am glad you got something out of it. If it made you say, wow, I really want to explore house music, to me, that's at least a win. That is the only positive thing besides Jimmy Cook's that I can get out of this album is that maybe. Somebody will say, hey, I really like the sounds of this album and I want to explore house music because house music is such a cool and interesting genre. So what I've decided to do is compile a list of house albums that I really enjoy and I think that you guys might enjoy too. Now, there are some obvious ones here and also some deeper cuts that maybe you won't enjoy, but I enjoy nonetheless. So I'm going to go ahead and read those off. Daft Punk, Homework. Daft Punk, Discovery, Against All Logic, 2012 to 2017, Bjork, Debut, and now there's a little caveat with that one. That one is house-inspired. There are a lot of house tracks on it, but it's not a full house album, but still worth checking out if you want to get into the genre. 808 State, 90, 808 State, New Build, Moody Man, Silent Introduction, The Orb, The Orb's Adventures Beyond the Ultra World, Theo Parrish, First Floor, and Disclosures Settle, if you want a more modern, recent example of good house music. I think that album is solid. But anyway, please go check those albums out. If you listen to this and you said, I want to explore house music, I think this is a decent place to start. You know, some EDM fans, some house fans might argue with me about the details and the specifics, but I think this is a good entry point. So early Dead Mouse. Yeah, early Dead Mouse too. This was an embarrassment. That's all I have to say. You will not see me come back to this album. The only time I will talk about it again is when we do our worst albums of the year list. That's all I have to say about it. With that being said, I'm your host, Mac. This is Off The Key Podcast, and we're out of here. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Fuck. I knew it. Look, I knew it. This is...
whole month. You know, you could just say like, oh, it's just forgettable and crap. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But this has been going on for five years now. Bro, this is this and Jack Harlow, man. I don't, I honestly don't see unless like Cardi drops an album that's like somehow worse. But even then, like I honestly don't think anything in her discography is as bad as that these two albums have been this month. I don't even know what to say at this point. I think there's two wins. To be honest, though, with half the year over, I mean, what is going to come out that is like this bad? I think this is this might end up on and the number one spot. But did that machine get Kelly album come this year? Oh, that was fucking bad too. I feel like that's the top three. That's, that's pretty. Yeah. Unless six nine, I'll come back. Hey everybody, Mac here, and I wanted to give a shout out to Lacrembo for the intro and outro music. I'm gonna put his channel link in the YouTube version of this video, but for those on streaming services, it is spelled L-U-K-R-E-M-B-O. Please go check him out. Thanks, guys.